Hello and welcome back to the producers. We're all very excited to see what wacky antics these highly skilled professionals get into today. Will someone doubt their qualifications? Will Bill the inept personal assistant spill his coffee on a client, ruining a highly lucrative deal? Oh. I am being informed the wrong cue cards have been presented and I should be introducing the Madeline and her attorney watch movies podcast program. My apologies for getting your hopes up. I guess the silly blooper will be featured on the next episode of The Producers, this Sunday at 8pm Pacific. <laughs> okay, I've now started actually recording. Okay, I'll, st- I'll stop breathing directly onto the microphone. That's okay. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm, I'm well. How, how are you? I'm pretty good. That's good. Yeah. Do you like our new positions? We're recording in a slightly different position. Yeah, we swap places. Mm-hmm. So now I'm on the, the Alfred side and Alfred's on the Madeline side? Yeah, yeah, you're inside my body and I'm inside yours. Yeah, I've never been a man before. Oh, okay. I'm, no judgment. No. No. You look, you look great. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would say that. Mm-hmm. I think the, the new punk is switching uh genders constantly oh wow that's, yeah that's pretty punk i like it mm-hmm. i think it's fucking cool yeah, sure. <laughs> i don't know old punk really are you talking um, about a music thing yeah old punk was just screaming a lot which i did that too and that evolved into changing genders constantly yeah that's quite an evolution mm-hmm. hey it's whatever's radical yeah that's true yeah it's an establishment yeah um hostile to the royal family yeah fuck the royal family fuck the royals yeah yeah Yeah. god fuck the queen god fuck the queen (laughs) fuck you queen fuck you your majesty yeah yeah yeah. do you remember when we watched doom 2 (laughs) yeah and it had that opening at the beginning i remember it always they they stole the the royal jewels or whatever that was really good yeah yeah he put on a a queen of england mask Perfect, perfect likeness perfect likeness i'm pretty sure they just had the actor wearing the mask also play the queen i'm pretty sure they just had the queen Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was actually the queen in two roles in all scenes. Yeah, yeah. the queen a, was actually the villain of that movie the whole time. Riding a train mm-hmm. with the crown jewels. Yeah. through India. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> she had it coming. <laughs> so, how are you, Alfred? What have you been up to? You, I've been well. I've been well. You, I, had a, I had a little bit of a, a, week, a week full of work, so yeah. it's, I've been a little tired. I feel like. Yeah, you were lawyering real hard. Yeah, I actually did lawyer this week. Yeah, right? and uh, yeah, I had a trial on yeah. Thursday. I mean, it was sort it, of intense. Is this a space where I can ask, like, how your trial went? You can ask how it went. Okay. I'm not at liberty to answer that question. Perfect. No, I, I mean it went fine. I think my court is a kangaroo court. I probably shouldn't say that technically, but it's uh You shouldn't say that on the record. It's like a functionary Off the record? Nah. I mean this is I mean the, this is a wax cylinder record. Yeah, I, so. I, I I speak directly under the record when I say it's kind of a, a eh. I'm in a I'm in a peculiar field. The the trials are very unusual and uh, they often leave you feeling a little bit uh, wrung out and unsatisfied, so that's how I felt on Thursday, and um, I've been kind of you know re re uh, constituting myself since. So you yeah. got me, you know, probably my whole list. Yeah. Since then, that's good. Though I was out with friends last night, and um, we were playing board games, uh, a really neat one. You you may have played it with us. What is it called? A uh, Spirit Island. I think I have it right in this very Spirit room. Island. I think it's I think it's to your left there. I don't well, know. I could I'm not be wrong. sure I've ever played that one. It's an interesting game. It, you play one of the um, 
spirits yeah. that, li- that sort of uh, within the confines of an island mm-hmm. that is working to help the indigenous people repel the European explorers. Oh, that actually sounds really cool. It is. It's complicated, but, yeah. it's, but it's, quite a bit, it's quite a bit of fun. And I, the, and I would the, play that. I'd like that. And the spirits are really varied. You know, there's, some, there's one that's like the earth spirit and there's one that's like lightning. Mm-hmm. And there's another that's just fear of the yeah. dark, you know, like the things in the darkness. You know, it's a really, and you can really mix it up because, you know, it's almost impossible to get the, the same four uh, spirits in one game. And then the, 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 the deck you're playing against, you know, is pretty randomized. So it's a really, really replayable game. Yeah. But boy, it could take a long I mean, time. Yeah, I'm sure we played that game for four hours last night. So oh, yeah. we did win, though. What, what What's the game we're going to play later with uh, the re- tower? The re- Return to the Dark Tower? I've not actually played Oh, yeah, played Return it. to the Dark Tower. I see the box over there. That box is sick. Yeah. That looks like a metal album. It does. It looks like something you paint on the side of your van. Yeah. I think it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a little bit um, controversial, potentially. Because oh, well, not, I mean, not like because it's <laughs> not, not like socially, no. Oh, okay, good, good. Just good. within the, I think within the table games. Is it like controversial as to whether or not it's a good game? I'm not even sure about that. Oh, I think okay. everybody that plays it enjoys it, but uh, it's got a tablet feature. You have to like, oh. you have to link it to. Okay, your, yeah. And sometimes people and, get weird if there's an electronic element like that. Yeah. So the tower itself yeah. is electronic and mechanical, and that communicates with a tablet or a phone. Mm-hmm. And, and it spits out tiny skulls. That's right. It, it barfs up skulls. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we play board games normally, like around watching movies and recording this podcast. We eat at On the Border and other large chain restaurants and then also play board games. Yeah. We don't talk about the board games enough. On the podcast? Well, yeah. I think that there's a lot to say about it and that would kind of, I don't know that we need to. We could just name the board games. You want me to just do that? Scythe. Oh, great. <clears throat> Love it. Scythe is my favorite. Mm-hmm. I haven't played that one in two years probably because of the pandemic. Yeah. It's just been hard to get a group It's a hard there. game. Yeah. 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 That's um, that's probably the entry. So Scythe is probably the game that I most... In, that is the level of complexity that I most enjoy. Mm-hmm. I think Spirit Island is a higher degree of complexity. I, I strongly suspect Return to the Doom Tower, whatever, yeah. Dark Tower. I, I strongly suspect this is... Much less complex. Yeah, my guess was it would be on the easier side considering the general appearance of the game. Yeah, and it's yeah. cooperative, so we can all work together instead of trying to hurt each other. Which oh, that's I think fun. It's I, us like, ag- I like... It's us against the tower. Yeah, I like cooperative games where the chance of winning is um, slim, quite honestly. Like, well, that's something I enjoy. Yeah, I don't if know. If it's, it's hard to win... But no, but you're all working together. So you probably would enjoy that one right there, Eldritch. Eldritch, yeah. The one time I played it, I really liked it. Yeah, we played that a few yeah. times. Oh, well, I guess not together, but yeah. I, there's I really a learning like curve on that guy. Yeah. Well, well, sort of. It's a funny game. You're just playing a, mm-hmm. you know, a system really. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else here that? It's, yeah. You know, it's well, funny. we're gonna play a, King's Dilemma later, which I'm really excited yeah, about. Yeah, I have a lot of games that I really enjoy, and I now realize that many of them are not in this room. Root mm-hmm. is excellent down there. Yeah. Uh, Fury of Dracula can be a lot oh, of fun. Oh, that's a great name. With the right people. And mm-hmm. now that's a game where it's a team of four players playing against another player. Yeah. A fifth, who is the Dracula. Oh, so this is a, uh, what do you call it, asymmetrical? Well, yeah, it's asymmetrical. Yeah. Well, <coughs> asymmetrical kind of means a few things, but yeah. Well, in um in like video gaming, an asymmetrical game is like... um. The Friday the Thirteenth one, where one person plays the killer and everyone else plays campers. Well, yeah, sort of. It, yeah, it really, that's an asymmetrical video game. It really just means I think that you're not all using the same kit. Yes, it so, does. So but in that's, a way, that's Street Fighter term. Two is an asymmetrical game. Yeah, but people don't label it that genre. Well, it's a genre. I'm in sure, video it's a game. fighting game. Yeah. I know. Asymmetrical. Yeah. So Scythe is actually technically an asymmetrical. Yeah, because one worker placement, is, you know, mm-hmm. engine building game, yeah. war game. 
Yeah. They're well, all pretty good. You want to know what, what I did last night? Yes. I went to a Mets game. I did. I think I knew that. You yeah. told me that. That's a lot of fun. How, yeah. who, who won the game? Uh, I believe the Mets won, but we did leave during the bottom of the eighth, but it was five to one. It was Mets versus Braves. Beat the, beat the I'm, rush. I'm not a baseball person. I'm not a sports person. Matt really likes baseball, but he's a Yankees guy. Hmm. Um, but the Mets have been playing really well this season, I hear. Well, yeah, I think Everything I'm going to say right now, I learned last night at the Mets game. Well, you don't sound like it. <laughs> but, but yeah, so we got really good tickets gifted to us from um, somebody who works at the company, the, the large Wall Street company that I work at and uh, formerly worked very closely with my mother. So Grace he, Papaya. Grace, Grace Papaya. <laughs> the large Wall Street company I work at, Grace Papaya. Yeah. <laughs> hot dogs. Somebody got you a hot dog. Um, but yeah, so he gave us uh, his season tickets, which are like right above uh, home plate, like between home plate and the first base. And they're in like right a club. Right above the dugout. Yeah, right above the dugout. And like the cameras were directly in front of us. And That's like neat. it was club access. So we got all these free hot dogs Grace and free papaya. burgers. I treat you well. Yeah. And I bought a $18 beer. What kind? Yeah, it was a Coney Island beach beer or something. You enjoy yeah, it? Yeah, Coney Island makes a good beer. Yeah, I did. I liked it. Good. Yeah, but, baseball's uh, really well. Um, it was a great game. It's really good to see it in the in the, yeah. in the stadium. Yeah, it was a great game. The Mets were playing really, really well. Their pitcher was on fire. How hot was it? In like, it, well, I mean, it was about ninety four degrees. Do you think that was because the pitcher right. was on fire? Um, it may have contributed to it. The sun had gone down, so you'd think it would have gotten colder. But maybe the heat of the pitcher kept did, the temperature in the stadium up. Did anyone attend to him? Uh, it, I mean, they took him out in the eighth, but uh, but no, no, they didn't. They didn't help him at all. No. no. But anyhow, so there was one inning where they got like three runs. And it was like, Matt was telling me that it was the, the, the what is the, the Brad Pitt movie with baseball, Moneyball? Yeah, that's the one. That it was the Moneyball strategy. They just walked. They loaded the bases and then they got a guy on who like hits home runs. Well, sure. I guess that's yeah. the money ball strategy. Like I mean, one, scoring... they got one guy on first, and then one guy like bunted and got on first, and he got on second, and they walked the third you know, guy. Actually, then, if there was yeah. bunting involved, that's not the money ball. Strategy. I don't have any. He said it was small ball. Because get, no, but see, that's not it. Right. The money ball strategy is it would not have rewarded or encouraged uh, surrendering outs oh, to yeah? advance runners. Yeah. Oh no, he he got on base though. He didn't. He bunted his way on. He singled with a bunt. Yeah. Well, that's not the, that's just nonsense. Though. I don't know. Maybe I got it wrong. I no. like I said, I'm not a sports. I think person. Matt got it wrong. No, I think it's more likely I'm I'm, I'm explaining. I'm a hundred percent confident that Matt's a dumb dumb. <laughs> no, Matt's really Matt actually like knows and watches baseball. Yeah. Well, maybe he's so right then. It's definitely me. I would drinking my twenty ounce beer and in ninety four degree weather and remembering everything Matt said over the course of three hours as if it was one sentence. Well, the real value, the real premise of Moneyball, to my understanding, yeah. is that it's about a, 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 a sort of a structural perspective of building a baseball team. Yeah. And well, so it's that's really about seeking was, out players that are not yeah. being appropriately valued by the mm -hmm. general That's what managers. he was talking about, and then ordering them correctly and like... Well, sure. I mean, yeah. that's, building a lineup is Matt good. Matt said a lot of words. <laughs> and I remember, Matt, I remember three of them. Yeah. Bunt, Moneyball... And uh, base. That's well, <laughs> small ball. I remember he said small ball at one small point, ball. and I went, "That's the funniest name for anything." Small ball. I got excited about. But small didn't ball. they score with a with a? You said they loaded the bases. Yeah. And then what was the hit? What was the? He, the guy hit well. They got they got like two runs they, off. They didn't that. hit a home run. Though, no, they didn't. No. There was no home runs the whole night. 
Mm. Um, so I never got to see the apple come out of the floor because there's a giant apple in in, in a city yeah, bank that that's like Mr. rises he lives out there. Mister Matt, ancient why, baseball monster. Yeah, ancient baseballs. Why aren't you in your baseballs, Mister Matt? We have this ongoing joke about our friend Richard kidnapping Mr. Met and not understanding that it's a man in a mascot suit and trying to feed him baseballs. It's like the movie Tusk. Yeah, actually, it's very similar. We actually wrote Tusk years before Kevin Smith in like some high rage thought he was the smartest guy on earth and made that joke. Yeah. We are better than Tusk is what I'm saying. We're better than Kevin Smith. You this podcast I- is superior to Kevin Smith's Smodcast or whatever the fuck it's called. I don't know. I, I one time I saw that he had a podcast or, or an episode of a podcast yeah. titled "The Fat Man on Batman." And I, <laughs> Shut up! I, I found that so endearing. I've I've been a fan of his ever since I saw those words. That's actually kind of funny. Yeah. My my hate for Kevin Smith. Um. Uh. What do you call it when something goes up and down? Ebbs, ebbs and, and flows. flows. Yeah. Waxes and wanes. Waxes and wanes. Um. But right. So. Are you at a low ebb right now? I don't remember. I'm probably. Are you at a high flow? I'm probably. <laughs> Heavy flow right now. <laughs> Anyhow, so it was just like a really good like couple of, of plays, right? And they scored three runs, and I was starting to get really into it, and I'm jumping on my feet, and I'm like, yeah! like, And the whole place is just fucking exploding because the Mets are like killing it. And um, and I turned to Matt, and I'm like, this, is, this feels like wrestling right now. Because mm-hmm. I know you know this, but I doubt I've ever talked about it on the podcast. I love wrestling. I, I like to watch wrestling at home with friends, but I love going to wrestling shows. Yeah, and you're referring to the professional wrestling. Professional wrestling, like WWE stuff. Although yeah. I tend I go to indie shows. The so, big show. Yeah. So we go to, to JCW, which is Jersey Championship Wrestling, which is used to be down the street from from your place. From the old studio. Yeah. And um and like yeah, so I go out of my way to yeah, go to a lot of you've indie You've seen him in Newark shows. at the Prudential Center, I think, right? Yeah, I went to you, AEW. Yeah, you're, you're a big yeah. deal. Yeah, like I go to a lot for, of wrestling for, shows. For you, that, that is yeah, a big deal. It's the yeah. only sport um, that I'm really into, and I think it's funny because it's like a scripted sport. So even though these guys are like incredible athletes who are doing insane shit, everything's kind of written in advance. Yeah, they get, a, they get that rap for yeah. being a fake or whatever. But yeah, but fake and scripted are different things, and yeah. it's scripted. It's, <laughs> and even to a degree, because how often does something go wrong? It's realer than most movies. Yeah, I mean, way realer than and most movies. And it's faker than most sports. Yeah, yeah, but like things will go wrong and they have to improvise. Yeah. Like I saw a guy get a concussion in the first 30 seconds of his match and another wrestler ran out and did the match. Yeah. So like... It's not. Well, that's nice. It's not fake. It's just um, worked. Yeah, no, it's their real blood. Yeah. So it's, oh, it's their real blood. It's not ketchup. And sometimes it's... they even just cut themselves a little so they get blood. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a rough game. Yeah. The Punisher did that in an episode, and I was like, I love the screaming. I love he the did movie. a wrestling trick. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. He had a, a razor blade hit and and in pretended the, to get hit Netflix by a car series? and like gave himself a cut, and I'm like, he's a wrestler. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, but right. So the stadium like exploded and I'm like up on my feet yelling. I'm like, this feels like wrestling. And Matt's like, yeah, it gets really exciting. And then a little later, the Braves got a run. Everyone went to sleep. <laughs> Everyone fell asleep. <laughs> no, the place turned. Like oh, yeah. everybody was swearing and they were angry. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And that's when I realized that it was real anger. Because in, in wrestling, because I said it's it's kind of worked. The anger from fans is not it's real. It's part of the act. Yeah. 
like we're into it. We're performing. It's more like with church. With the talent. Yeah. yeah. It's way more like church. Honestly, I love that wrestling. Going to a wrestling show, especially a small indie wrestling show. It's like going to a like a, a, a like town church a service. small indie church. Yeah. But these people were fucking angry. They were swearing. They got one run. I'm like, the Mets are clearly still going to win. Oh. But you guys are acting like somebody, you know, just did something horrible. Oh, yeah. And and I'm like, wow, that's really toxic. And then Matt's like, yeah, check this out. And he points at a guy like in the row in front of us over to the side. And the dude's watching like pickup artist videos on his phone. And a minute later, some guy yells, let's go, Brandon. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm in a bad place. Yeah. This actually is bad. It's not like wrestling. Some some sports fans aren't nice. You you have hit upon a truth, an yeah. American truth. Although, you know, like in Colombia, they, they, you know, they killed that goalie after he let some Holy shit. balls get passed in, really? the, in the World Cup. Yeah, that's, that's a long time ago that's now. That's wild. But it was in my lifetime. Yeah. yeah they, uh, they People really, really care about sports. That's so bizarre. And like when people make the Roman Coliseum <clears throat> jokes about them killing the gladiators, yeah. I always figure that they're being, I don't know, facetious. <laughs> but now I'm like... Is this actually more similar to that than I thought? Yeah, like, I don't really get it. I, I've never been a huge sports fan. I like, you know, I like to watch some, some. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I cared a lot, a lot more about football about yeah. twelve years ago. You have fun at the wrestling shows. Yeah, I do, but, and you get it. I do. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like to play. I used to like to play football with my friends, and I used to play a little baseball and softball. So I, I enjoy games and athlete. You know, mm-hmm. I enjoy it. But I've never been a real big spectator. So yeah. I, in my lifetime, I've probably gone to about 10 baseball games. I always enjoy it, but it's never something I need. I almost don't ever care about the outcome. Although I did make it to a really exciting Mets game years ago yeah. when they were in the playoffs. It was, I guess, I don't know if it was to keep them alive or if it, were, it was to get rid of the, you know, get rid of, send mm-hmm. home the other team. Right, right, right. But it was freezing cold. And, oh, man. Uh, I, Matt Harvey was pitching and everybody in the stadium was just frozen. <laughs> This is the opposite of last night, which oh, was 94 fucking it, degrees it, it at was, sundown. It was shockingly cold. Yeah. And my buddy had tickets somehow. I guess he got them. I don't know. He, he must have he must have been some kind of a like a semi season ticket holder, so he had an advanced mm-hmm. oppor- opportunity to buy season, you know, a ticket yeah, for the yeah, playoffs. Yeah. And uh, it, we had a really, really nice time. And the Mets won and the and the the pitcher really held his own. It was a it was a great evening. I mean freezing cold though. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, that's that's a funny thing about baseball. The season starts in late March when it's kind of cold. Yeah. And it plays through the, the hottest part of the year. And then mm-hmm. it ends again in, in like November. Late fall, yeah, right? October, yeah, November yeah. when it's pretty cold again. So you're you're a whole different group of guys at the end. You're all you're all injured. Baseball's a neat game. Yeah. Because they play every day. Every team in the league wins wins fifty and loses to I'm sort of quoting Tommy Lasorda. Mm-hmm. Every at the end of the season every Is that Moneyball? Every no, Tommy Lasorda was a coach and a, I think he used to be a player, but he's a Hall of Fame coach for the Any Dodgers. Any person you name, I'm gonna think he's Moneyball. Yeah. So no, he's really not Moneyball. He's okay. like the antithesis of Moneyball. Oh, scary. Yeah. Well, I don't know that that makes him scary. He's just the establishment that money. You know, like he, and yeah. he had money. Okay. He was a team. He was he was a coach of a team that had you know effectively unlimited money. Okay, that I understand. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he used to say every you know the best thing about baseball is at the end of the season every team is gonna win fifty and lose fifty, mm-hmm. and so it's what you do with that last fifty that sort of separates the best team in the league from the worst team in the league. So yeah. every, you know it's a really. I don't want to call it egalitarian because mm-hmm. the Yankees are sort of always good, and lately the Red Sox have been you know consistently good. Yeah, I guess I, I don't follow it anymore. Fran- frankly, all, all my information on sport is about six years out of date at this point. I don't know why, but I just completely uh, 
snooze on it now. I know there's a there's an awesome baseball player named Shohei Otani. Is, is he? He plays for the Anaheim Angels. Where's he from? I think he's from Japan. Yeah, that's a Japanese name. He is both the best pitcher in the league and yeah. the best hitter in the league. Yeah. He, he's like the greatest baseball player of that's, all time. That's cool. And nobody really pays attention because he's out in the West Coast. If yeah, he was yeah, playing yeah. for the Mets or the Yankees, he'd be a People, legend. Yeah, they'd have shirts of his and bobbleheads. I'm sure they still and, do. Yeah, there was a bobblehead of a pitcher that they gave out at the at the start. It was like someone, DeGrom. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, he's a very good pitcher. Yeah. Jacob. And then, and then he didn't even play. And I'm like, why'd they give me this bobblehead? I don't know who this is. And he didn't play. Do you have it? Yeah. Yeah. We got a bunch Keep of Keep it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That There was people outside the stadium when we were leaving that were trying to buy the bobbleheads. And and I'm like, do you think they just resell them on eBay? They get as many as they can and just resell them. And Matt's like, yeah, and they make a ton of money. Um, but not yeah, a, it was on? a really interesting experience. I will give you ten dollars for that bubble. I will keep that. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it. I'm opening it and I'm putting it somewhere. <laughs> I don't. I don't know who he is and I don't care. But I'm keeping it. Money means nothing. That's not true. Yeah. What? <laughs> don't let your. Don't let Grace Papaya hear that. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't let Grace Papaya know. <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't know what money is. <laughs> oh, there was also a guy. In front of us, who had a tattoo on on the back of his neck. That's a good place for a tattoo. And you said, never see it. It said "mind," and then there was a line, like a division line, Don't, you know, like a fraction. Let me guess. What do you think it said on the bottom? Matter. It did. Was it spelled right? At least it was in fact spelled right. But I laughed really hard when Matt pointed that out to me. I'm like, that's a terrible tattoo. Yeah, like, I don't want to make fun of anybody who gets art tattooed on their body forever, but I think that all of them are stupid. I, I mean, you I could, know, I have like four tattoos. Yeah, right? I, I do know. I just, I can't believe anybody thinks that anything's going to mean something to them like in six months, let alone yeah. forever. I mean, I just like little pictures that I like. Like, I'm, I, I don't ever want text really. Right. Because, like, <clears throat> that's what I think loses meaning if you're actually expressing <laughs> something and it's not just like an aesthetically pleasing photo. Sure, sure. But at the same time, I think tattoos are cool and the body is stupid. Well, you could so, just doodle on yourself. Yeah, but then I'd have to do it every day. That's true. Yeah. And, that's I, true. and also, you don't get stabbed over and over again by a small needle, which rules. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. There's the counterpoint. Mm hmm. I shouldn't be mean. Everybody, yeah. everybody's got tattoos. I love tattoos. It became real popular in the in the mainstream culture. It's not. Yeah. It's not reserved for was, sailors and bikers like anymore. Like one of my favorite like things in in watching like movies where there were people who were like bad guys. You know, like they were prisoners or they were a gang. And like the thing that would define them um, visually would be tattoos. Yeah. And like how lame that is now because everybody has tattoos and it's like just a bunch of guys with tattoos. They're like, uh Oh, they're bad. <laughs> just like, well, uh. well, yeah, it used to mean you killed somebody or something. Yeah, I did. I killed somebody. I know. Well, that's um, why your eye, that's why your face is just like a, a rain yeah. cloud. Yeah. I have basically multiple teardrops, drops, mascara running, you know, I, they made me do it all for the number of people I killed for grays for what for grays grays. Papaya. Oh, for Grace Papaya. Yeah, that is yeah. what they hired me to do. Yeah. I am a professional hitman for they Grace worked, Papaya. They, wor they worked you in. They, wor <laughs> they worked me in, they get me worked up, and then I take care of business. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sometimes they let you see a baseball game. Yeah. You want to know? Um, oh, oh, here's a smooth segue. Um, speaking of tattoos, um, I did watch the entirety of The Bear the oh, last cool. few days. Oh, good. I, I really liked that. I watched I that. I loved it. I thought it was so great. Um, yeah. You still here? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah? 
You just stopped talking. Well, I wanted to talk to you. Well, you did it badly. <laughs> you got You got You just didn't. You, you stopped. just stopped talking. Well, I wanted to talk about the bear. Say something good about it then. I loved it. I, you can't keep saying that. Okay. Well, I thought. Do you like the guy's big bug eyes? I love his big bug eyes. Yeah, he's, Carmies? Carmie. Yeah. Know. I thought it was a really great cast. Um, I did too. I, I really love the kitchen and I love watching people work in the kitchen. I felt super authentic. I thought every character's development was like beautiful. Yeah, I almost don't want to talk about it too much because it's a quick one. You can yeah. watch it very fast. It's almost yeah. like a long movie if you just chain it all together. Mm-hmm. I think everybody develops right, in an we interesting way. We won't go too deep into it. I, I actually do have some thoughts about it that I kind of want to express, but I don't want to give anything away. But my, my general well, takeaway... Well, how's this? Do We're going to spoil the bear right now. I'm not going to spoil the bear, really. We're going to well, give would, too much information about the bear. I won't talk about the ending. So the ending I'm going to... Editor Madeline's going to come on and give you a timestamp to skip to if you don't want to hear us talk about the bear. We stop giving the bear spoilers at 32 minutes and 10 seconds into the show. Enjoy. Basically, I think the bear is a really interesting example of of like a philosophy Mm -hmm. where um, through adherence to a code and and positive code, yeah. Positive, um, what's the word I want to use here? Construct, actual constructive criticism. Yes. Um, applied evenly. Yeah. It starts to, inf- like, well, I'm going to use the word infect, yeah. but enthuse the the, mm-hmm. the working, the crew. And yeah. uh, I, I don't see that very often anywhere. No, definitely not. And it, especially, like, um, you know, I, I work on this film festival and we've kind of been going through a reorg because we just haven't had roles. And it's been chaos for a while. And my goal is to really establish a hierarchy, but a hierarchy in which people don't feel less than, you know, and that's a really difficult thing to do. And and watching that show like was inspirational very specifically to this thing I'm going through right now, because I keep trying to tell people it's like, yeah, I'm going to be above you in the hierarchy, but I'm not in charge of you. And like you own something. Yeah. And yeah. We need you to be very good at what you do. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that I need you to be very good at everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know. Yeah. And I just loved all the people pushing back and how, like, the things that sort of changed them. Like, they get aprons at a point, and it's a new apron for, like, kind of the the new vision of the restaurant. And not, so many of them refuse to wear the aprons at the start. Like, half of them won't wear them. By the last episode, they're all wearing the aprons. And it happens really slowly. People are kind of being converted and realizing that, like, oh, we can work together and enjoy our work. We can be better. Yeah, yeah. I like Tina is, my is like, the best example because she's so angry and she pushes back so hard. And it's the moment that she gets told that she did a good job. A gentle bit of praise about yeah. mashed potatoes. And you realize, like, no one's ever said that to her before. Like, yeah. no one's ever been like, you did good today. They're great. Yeah. 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 And Marcus is probably my secret favorite character because he's just like so. Marcus is the baker. Yeah. He's the one who's passionate about donuts. Very passionate yeah. about And donuts. he's just like so inspired by like Sydney and Carmi. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was so moving. And then was... him after he like blows the circuit and he's sitting outside like alone and pouting and, and Carmi, the head chef, comes over and is like, you know, you're going to keep making mistakes. Yeah. And, and he's like, okay. All right, and they move on. I just thought it was so authentic. Yeah, his character is really great because yeah. he, I thought each of the characters had sort of a distinct personality, and I yeah. thought Marcus was a guy who was almost like raised in a in a cave, mm-hmm. 
and he's being exposed to more and more yeah. that that is available outside of it. And yeah, it really like starts stuff to develop. he's dreamed of but didn't think he'd ever have access to. It's stuff he didn't even necessarily dream of. I feel yeah. like he's 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 overwhelmed by the idea that there is more. He's like, I was yeah. making bread, mm-hmm. sandwich rolls. And by, I think by the third episode, he's like, I think we can outsource the bread. And they're like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, make we'll, cake. We'll, yeah, we'll do more. Oh. You can, of course you can do better than this, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. And then my my like open favorite character is Richard Cousin, um, who now I have to look that actor's name up. I should have had it ready. My bad. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Um, I love him so much. He's such an asshole at the beginning. But I, I mean, I like legit, we finished watching the first season of The Punisher. His name is... Uh, Eben Ma- Eben Moss uh Bachrak 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 How do you spell it? B A C H R A C H. Yeah, maybe. Bachrak. That's a tricky word. Bach Bachrak. Bashrash. Bashrash. Actually, that sounds pretty good. Bashrash. Yeah, he's he's a Jewish man. Bachrak. I think a German Jew. Um, yeah, that's a tough that's a very tough last name. Yeah. Yeah, that's a rough one. I don't know where to put the emphasis. Anyhow, he's beautiful. And I love him so much. <laughs> He's such a good actor. Yeah. He plays an asshole in The Bear. And then also watching his relationship with Carmi develop into the brotherly relationship that like neither of them, like they both lost. Yeah. It's so beautiful. He's not really an asshole either. He just has this sort of bravado. Loud. He's, yeah. He's, He's a, brash. He's a link to the neighborhood that's yeah. being uh, er- sort of eradicated. Mm-hmm. He does little asshole type things, but he kind of grows out of it he, by the end. He doesn't really actively negatively affect anybody, though. He doesn't. He's, yeah. I don't see him. I don't recall that he sabotages anything. He does try to, and it doesn't actually work out. He calls the cops. Well, sure, but that doesn't. Yeah. That's not to sabotage. If anything, they sort of advanced the yeah. na- neighborhood's kind of gentrification yeah. by getting yeah, these people so. removed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just got angry. Yeah. And it was because. The sous chef, yeah, Sydney, sort of did a better job. Yeah, he, she changed it anyway. She mm-hmm. changed it and allowed them to stay. He's like, nah, <laughs> I don't yeah. want. If it's not going to be the same, then, then I, I should rather it. them not be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but so that actor was also in the first season of The Punisher. He plays a um, a man named David Levison, who's like a counterintelligence agent mm-hmm. who uh, finds a tape of something that happened um, in the Middle East, like by American soldiers that was like super illegal and he kind of sends it up the chain trying to like bring it to light and they kill him but he doesn't die he goes into hiding Mm. um and kind of so he's this you know like lanky like Jewish guy in a bathrobe who's a hacker and he like teams up with the Punisher and he's so good and I love him so much um and his you know dynamic with uh the guy who plays the Punisher, John John Bernthal, Bernthal, yeah. who also shows up in the Bear, yeah. which I loved, like seeing them no both spoilers, again. No spoilers, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we're gonna we're Actually, skipping there, over it this feels part. Like there's a, a yeah. cameo in almost every episode. So it's great. Yeah. I love Joel McHale showing up as the New York chef. I lost it. I'm yeah. like, is that Joel McHale? <laughs> that I, beautiful man, Joel yeah, McHale. Ice cold. Yeah, one of my favorite things. So do you know who Julie Klausner is? Yeah. Yeah, she she also fawns over Joel McHale like I do. A lot of people do. And I think it was an episode of Double Threat, a podcast that she does with Tom Sharpling, where she's like, she was saying all these really just like grotesque uh, sexual things about Joel McHale. Mm-hmm. And, um, like he's so handsome. Yeah. She's like, he's so oh, she handsome. She wants to kiss that guy. I want him to, uh, you know how you like put your thumbs into an envelope and peel it open? I want him to do that to me. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, oh my god it's a really good episode of double threat okay yeah yeah how old would you say the episode is uh maybe a year oh so that's it's, pretty it's recent. a young podcast okay. yeah it hasn't been around very long all right we can go look for that then but yeah Merms. so no Merms has definitely heard it oh really Merms, Merms loves double threat okay. i don't think i'd listen to double threat if it wasn't for Merms. interesting is he on that podcast Merms is on every episode no Merms is just listens to double just, threat. you can hear him breathing in the background of every episode god damn it no <laughs> But yeah, okay, let's move on from the bear. Great right. show. So we talked about baseball. Yes. Uh, we talked about hot dogs. Yes. We talked about board games. Board games. And we talked about, now wrestling. we talked about, te- whoa, we talked about wrestling. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, one more thing on the bear. This is not a spoiler at all. But there was like, I think it's in the last episode. Uh, we were watching it and I'm like, what is this Peter Gabriel jam playing right now? I was so into it. And then I looked it up and it was John Mayer. And I just didn't know John Mayer was good. John Mayer's great. I, oh saw, my I God, saw him yeah. live like 20 yeah. years ago. He, I didn't know he, he was good. He really plays the hell out of a guitar. Yeah, I think I just didn't like those early singles that were a little too like mushy. Yeah, like, I think, well, all the singles are soft. Yeah. Though. yeah. He, he moved out to like Montana or mm-hmm. something to, to really hide. Yeah, but it was this like really Peter Gabriel sound in he's a very talented like, guitarist rock song i was so into it so yeah i guess i like john was mayer it, was now. that one that goes everybody is a no that's the, i don't like that one this one was like it was like if you're a train i'm gonna ride the last train or something oh that's a good one <laughs> i don't think it went that way actually it was that, the, that was way more sexual sounding than that's the, the that's how the song opens right uh oh, i was a train <laughs> I wanna ride the last train. <laughs> I'm taking the last train home. Last train. Sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah. That's a reason. I can understand why you thought it was Peter Gabriel. <laughs> sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. <in> it. <laughs> but, yeah, but I actually yeah. do like him. I don't know why I'm doing that voice. No, he's good. He's yeah. really good. I was shocked. Ooh, bad, bad. Yeah. Great. No. So now we talked about John Mayer. Um, oh, what about the the rehearsal? Have you kept up with the rehearsal? No, I have not. I've only oh seen the one episode that I watched with you. It grows, it builds. It's funny. I saw this uh, article. I think in the Wall Street. No. Not oh, the, is this a guy who completely didn't understand anything about Nathan Fielder I, I talking about how he's so. a weird narcissist or like a bully? Or yeah, something? I'm I, like. I read the first half of this article. What was it in? It was in uh, the I New think Yorker. It was in the, the New, oh, Yorker. New York. Yeah, it was in New York. And I, 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 I like, read yeah, this. Too. This guy doesn't get it, or at the very least, I I don't share his opinion. And honestly, I, mean, I don't I need that point of view. I think if you completely don't understand something, or if you go out of your way to to, to see not, it in a light that is disfavorable, yeah, then maybe you shouldn't write about it. Well, I don't know. I mean, other people are. Or potentially going to see it that way. So yeah. that, that's an opinion that a person is theoretically allowed to yeah. publish. But it wrong. does feel like it misses the point on purpose. Yeah, but it to, does. But to that end, that I don't he think... just found that it so revolting that he didn't want to engage with it at a serious level. Yeah, this sort of, uh, I don't necessarily want to talk about that because I only saw the first episode mm-hmm. and I really yeah. thought it was incredible. But what do you think of this guy, David Zaslav? Who's that? Who's the uh, CEO, I guess, of Discovery Plus HBO Max? Oh, is this the um, it was like the male content. programming stuff, or I don't know about male. Oh, I think it was something like everyone at HBO is a man, and everyone working on Discovery is a woman, and well, these are Discovery the... basically conquered HBO somehow, and he's shredding. Oh, I mean, I mean, I can tell you how <laughs> he's, re- he's removing content. Well, it's wild. AT and T. Oh yeah, for tax cuts. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did. I did see. It this. actually shocks me that it's yeah. legal. To build a movie, spend $90 million on it, and then simply put it in the garbage and say, well, guess what? Now we don't have to pay taxes. Oh, if you knew half the shit that they do when it comes to financing for films and and like paying taxes on films, yeah. it's all 
like incredibly corrupt. It's in, in it's, the studio systems. I, I, I'm shocked. No movie makes money. I'm Every sh- movie doesn't make money. I'm shocked that they're able to. That yeah. I, I get. I, I'm starting to feel like this guy might have done too much too publicly. Yeah. And I, I yeah, wonder no, if he's no, going to actually. That's why he's ins- making so many waves. I wonder if he's yeah. going to inspire the like the tax code to change or somebody to take a look at it. Like it, it does strike me as yeah. outrageous to think that you can spend ninety million dollars on something and possess it yeah. and say, "Well, we lost all that money." Well, that's ridiculous. Well, that's every every Hollywood film. It's well, just they well, don't publicize sure, it. Sure, like and now they have. Yeah, he um, did a bad job. He, 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 he broke the rule. He, he's, he's he broke so, the magician rule. If, you don't show how the trick is done. If I bought a if I bought a car, yeah, a Lamborghini. Yeah. And, then I, and then I was like, well, guess what? Mm-hmm. I, I, I That's a tax write-off. I mm-hmm. bought that car. I mean, that's every, every Marvel movie. That doesn't make movie. any sense. That's every Marvel movie. None it. of them have ever made money uh, on the books. Um, it's all under the table stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All that Chinese money? Well, it's... Oh, God damn it. I mean, you're kind of... There, I'm not There wrong. is something right about that, that. There's a lot of money coming in from like other I'm, countries and all that. But every, all, every, move, every studio film... The books are cooked, all of them, universally. It. it is like a widely known, unspoken truth. Yeah, yeah. And this guy just spoke about it. Yeah, I think somebody, too much. I think the, somebody outed him. I think somebody. I think the guy who wrote mm. Men in Black might have been Men in Black. He publishes a. Uh, who wrote Men in Black? I don't recall. I could. And it may not. May may not be him. But I think he. Write, I think he tweets every. I would love that every year on the anniversary of his contract. That uh, that Men in Black's never made money. Yeah, because he's supposed to get some share of the profits. Yeah. No, he's no, like, that that is correct. He's like, incre- I know this. Incredibly, it's it's shocking for me to report they've now made a fifth sequel to this movie, but the first one still yet to I've turn a profit. I've never been paid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's hard to believe. Yeah, it's uh it's all fucking terrifying and bad, and no one who has money pays taxes. It's really cool. I love the world. And then when we play taxes, well, they the all world. go to what like military and cops. So fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. My taxes go to the companies that cut down trees. Yeah. Specifically, I direct them there. <laughs> I put in I put a note in yeah. every every year. Not my trees though. Other trees. Other people's trees. Yeah. I hate trees. I don't I want everyone to be the envy. I am waging I want a to war. be the envy of everyone. Against trees. Yeah, I'm the I'm the arborist. I <laughs> that's that's your criminal name and this is your criminal, like your villain, that's your right. super villain uh plan. Yeah, I did find a tree that has those awful moths, the lanternflies. Mm-hmm. That one's got to go, I think. Yeah. Well, well, that's too bad. It is too bad. Yeah. But yeah, keep watching the rehearsal and then we'll talk about it because it's fucking I'll, wild. I'll think on it. I'll tell you this. Yeah. The Great is excellent on I, Hulu. I that it's is. about Catherine the Great. Oh, it's, is it uh, like old timey shit? Do you know the, the movie The Favorite? Yeah, I love The it's Favorite. It's the same, the same guy has made a TV it's series Yorgos? called The Great. Yorgos is doing a TV? I think so. Whoa. Well, I don't know if he's directing it, but he's got something but to do with it. But he's involved in it in some or way. Possibly the writers the same. I don't actually know the extent to which it is, but it is a yeah. similar sort of um, slightly uh, modernized, not modernized, yeah. it's, set in the, it's set in the appropriate time period, mm-hmm. but you know they speak with a slightly more um, comprehensible yeah. you know, vernacular dialect. It's a, it's a very fun series. I really, really like it. I strongly recommend it. All right, I'll look into it. I have one other thing written down that I wanted to talk about. Okay. There's this movie called The Conspiracy that I just watched. Well, between this this podcast and the last one, yeah, we watched. I know that we watched three movies that are the same. We have three movies yes. in common. We watched Nope. Yeah, we did not. Die. We did not yeah. kill us. We, we did I'll not. Ju- die. I'll just tell you that movie did not kill us. We simply just did not record. Yeah. Yeah. We we like which it. I mean many we would akin to a form of death. If you are not recording, you may as well yeah be dead. Yeah. Everything must be publicized. That's correct. Yeah. 
We did like it. We both say thumbs up. Go oh, see wonderful. It. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. I, I really yeah. liked it. I yeah. think, I think I'm going to go got, see it again. I think it's got levels. I think it's neat. Yeah. I told my mom to see it. It's got gave me the creeps a little. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I like that movie. Yeah. Good time. Double thumbs up. Then we both watched Not Okay. Oh, yeah. We did both watch Not Okay. Not not together. But Which we I both thought was fun. happened to watch Not yeah. Okay. I, I, thought, I thought that movie was better than it had to be. I watched it because there's these two guys from this um, YouTube channel called Mega64. And they okay. do these year-end videos. It's Aaron and Todd. And they just kind of yell and say horrible things about video games. Year-end videos? What? Did you say urine? YouTube. <laughs> I think when you go back and listen to what you said. I probably said urine. YouTube channel called Mega64. And they okay. do these year-end videos. Okay, I said year-end. Year-end. I think you said they do these year-end videos. They do these piss videos. <laughs> where they, they just yell these, horrible things. They make these piss tapes where they yell horrible shit yeah. while they pee on video games. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I probably wouldn't watch it, but I'm sure there's an audience. It does um, feel like it. But they make a cameo a in that where that's they're, like, served. they're like saying horrible things about the girl from, from, uh, from Not Okay. And hmm. uh, I thought that was really funny. And that's why I watched it. And then I just like overall really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was, it was like uh, Ingrid Goes West light. Yeah, you said, uh, yeah. I've never seen Ingrid Goes West. I really uh, like Ingrid Goes I thought, West. I, thought I, not I okay found was, that movie upsetting, honestly. I thought Not Okay yeah. was good. Yeah. I like that she's sort of an unrepentant, mm-hmm. like uh, not exactly a narcissist, but just somebody who's, the character is made to not be yeah. sympathetic. And no, they, she's not. They put this. Uh, the warning, warning at the beginning. Yeah, it's it like said, a little warning, tongue in cheek. Un- unrelatable, unsympathetic female character. Unlikable female leadership. That was yeah. it, yeah. Female protagonist. Which I think is. I, I want to know if that was tongue in cheek or if they actually want that to be a warning for people. Which, well, yeah, maybe they're telling you you don't have to try to like her. Yeah. Because she's pretty unlikable. Well, that was in the like drugs, alcohol. It was sort of in like the movie Trigger Warnings. Yeah. Which I, I think is interesting if they like feel they have to warn people of that in advance. I thought it was pretty smart. I think yeah. it was a. I, you think sister, it was funny? I thought the per, the purpose of it was to be tongue in cheek. I hope yeah. so because I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then we saw Bullet Train. Yeah, which that's what we're going to talk about. And I'm not even sure that movie's technically been released yet. It, it was. We it saw was released, early access. It was released uh, this, this, this weekend. Friday? Yeah. So okay. it's been out for like two, two days. days. Yeah. All right. Plenty of time. Yeah. Let's and check. I watched this Let's movie. Let's just start at the ending. Called The Conspiracy. Oh, right. You were about to say that. That I want to tell you about. Okay. What's it about? So it's a found footage horror movie, like I watch all the time, um, made in 2012. And it opens with two documentarians meeting and deciding to like, film and interview this like 9-11 truther okay um that's the premise of the movie it is the opening of the movie okay basically he's a conspiracy theorist guy like he's really in the 9-11 trutherism kind of you know the scene where he's got a whole big you know thing he wears on his back and sets up in parks that's got all like 9-11 truther stuff on it and all these like conspiracy theories going back to like the jfk assassination back and back and um, goes and rants into a megaphone about that at people. And so they start filming and interviewing him, and then the guy just disappears. The, and uh, so cons- the, the cons- conspiracy theorist guy. The, the, yeah, the, yeah, the truther. The truther, okay. And then they take all of his stuff, and one of them gets kind of into it. Listen, 9-11 conspiracies are surprisingly easy to get, like, bamboozled by. Yeah, but I also... So So I guess my, my question to you is, do you think that's, like... I mean, basically, the movie kind of goes down the rabbit hole and winds up finding, you know, some secret society well, and they get involved with that. But it never dismisses this stuff. I remember and back they in, show a lot of 
Twin Tower footage. Yeah, I remember back in 2002, I was like haunted by it. I couldn't yeah. figure it out myself. Yeah. My friend says that most 9-11 conspiracy theories are bound in the... They're inextricably bound to racism. The yeah, idea, no, that it all leads idea, to white the, supremacy, anti-Semitism. White Americans can't imagine yeah. that Arabs could attack and effectively could, could do something like that. A, yeah, yeah, hurt us. No, it, it absolutely. He's he's dead on with yeah. that, and and I think it's like revolting. Yeah. To to use that as a launch point for a movie. Yeah, and to never dismiss it. I don't know. Especially when they're like talking about, you know, all like the Rothschild shit. And well, like, that's tough too. Yeah, that's yeah, very like, coded. <laughs> it, it's super coded. I mean, yeah. it's all the same. I mean, they used real conspiracy theories that are popular online. And it was really interesting to me that in the last 10 years, that kind of the tone of this stuff has barely changed. It's kind of all the same shit. It's just grown without evolving. But the tools to communicate it to people have, have evolved, so more people are falling for it. Yeah. But it's all fucking, you know, white supremacy and anti-Semitism at the end of the day. And, like, they used that as the jumping off point for a movie about, like, investigating a cult. And I think that's, like, ethically fucked up. Sure. Yeah. But, I mean, there's lots of movies that are about murder, and that's bad. Yeah, there's lots of movies that's... that are about rape and that's bad i mean there's lots of movies that are bad that yeah. start from a position about people that are no good well that's not my point my point is that they showed footage shot from below the twin towers of the plane crashing into it and then they never dismissed these conspiracy theories well right but in fact the, I mean, the plot a... of the movie says that they're all real yeah but that's it's found footage isn't it isn't i don't watch a lot you yeah. watch a lot of film i do footage. i watch so a I'm, lot of film footage you, you know you're a goliath here i, I don't know I, anything about it i just think it's really lazy well sure you didn't you certainly didn't like this one no i mean i i did enjoy the the second half yeah but aren't there movies where people are like uh i mean like um not found footage, but mm -hmm. uh, Jordan Peele's second Us, right? Yeah, that's a movie that postulates that there's like a whole secret society of doppelgangers living in the tunnel system under the, and they don't. They yeah, don't, but they don't like dis disabuse you of that notion by well, the end of the what movie. What about that is harmful to well, a viewer? I, I don't know. Maybe nothing is, but that's what I'm saying. Is I do think it's harmful to a viewer to present them stuff that is. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's your point of view, though. Yeah. I guess they think maybe you're grown up enough or you've already made the decision that you think that it was an inside job. I mean, Mike, what's his name made that movie? Fahrenheit 9-11. Uh, yeah, that guy's, that guy's a piece of work. There's a lot of, there's a, listen, there's a lot of conversation about 9-11. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like embarrassed to say it, but I, I have had a hard time reconciling the idea that a plane could knock down a skyscraper. It just seems hard to believe. Yeah. I believe that a plane hit it. Yeah, you know, I believe that all those planes, all those people died. I, I fully believe everything that I observed yeah. occurred. Yeah. I it's, mean, I will say the video that they chose to use in that movie made it very obvious how it happened. Yeah, but all the, all, yeah, all the, uh, it's really just the physics of it. And I don't mm. want to, I don't want to go down the path here of repeating yeah, but psycho that's not, conspiracy stuff. That's not the stuff that's in the movie. Okay. It's the, the political stuff that relates well, sure. to. Yeah. I watched a lot of those insane videos back in the early 2000s. Did you really? I was in college when it happened. Yeah. I was 20, 20 years old. Yeah, I was in I was in high school when it happened. And yeah. it was just a, it was the sort of the beginning of the internet. It was the mm -hmm. sort of like I was people were still trading these DVDs that had you know uh, uh faces of death. Lo loose change. Well, not faces. That I never I don't I don't like to watch people die per se. <laughs> yeah. I mean, faces of death is a I know it's gore yeah, basically, yeah, right? Yeah. It's it's like news reel footage that, that didn't and make it to and TV. It's, it's half fake too. Oh, yeah. Well, that's nice. Actually, that makes me yeah. happy. Yeah. But you know, people would pass these DVDs around. One was called uh, 
Loose Change, which is a pretty compelling pseudo documentary. Oh. Well, it was about all the little things that don't add up, you know? And oh, the, see, that that stuff is fascinating. There's another one called though. Zeitgeist, yeah. you know, which is like a, yeah. a pretty popular one on the internet. So yeah. I've seen a lot of these peculiar videos, and they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're made in a way that's pretty compelling. And yeah. I, have, I mean, that's how Flat Earth became so popular. I have pretty compelling. I have pretty good yeah. critical thinking skills. Yeah. I'm, I'm like statistically yeah. good at critical thinking. Yeah. You know, I, and I will also say, like, I'm not dismissing, you know, the idea that know. maybe there's shit we don't know about 9-11. That's fine. I, but but we don't have, we it, don't have I guess to talk it's about just like taking, <laughs> taking stuff that's legitimately harmful. Right. And using it to craft to an, make a, it, an entertainment. It would be similar to making know? a movie about Sandy Hook, and, and yeah, and the point of it being that it wasn't a real, it wasn't a gunman, it was like a, yes, a boogeyman. There we go, you got it. That's exactly and what I'm you, saying. Now you've got actual trauma that, yeah. that people continue to endure. Mm -hmm. That as the you're subject kind of a movie popularizing that, that, you're, yeah, that you're not exactly belittling because mm -hmm. you're, you're not a, you're not disacknowledging the death and the loss. But you are misplacing the there we go the actual yeah, root also, of it all. Also, these guys are Canadians who no, made this movie. Only can rot in fucking Canada. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them. Stay. Uh, enjoy your poutine. Yeah. Enjoy your. I love poutine. Enjoy your healthcare. Uh, yeah. Dorks. Enjoy your healthcare nerds. Oh. <laughs> I hope there isn't a timber fire uh -oh. at the old mill. I hope the Mounties don't come for you. <laughs> Is that? I don't. Yeah, no. Okay, cool. That's a that's a harrowing threat. A thing. There's, just, isn't there like a lot of moose up in yeah, Canada? Yeah, I hope you drown in a vat of maple syrup. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, eh? <laughs> It's it's fine to it's fine to generalize against a Canadian. There we go. It's They've totally got it fine. coming. Yeah. <laughs> Your prime minister's so young and handsome. Eat it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about Canada anymore. Yeah. Although I read, I go up there. A I read lot. recently. I have a lot of Canadian friends. Actually, I, I, I believe Canada's yeah. our like number one trade partner. Yeah. Which surprises me yeah. only because I don't think of Canada often, but it makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. They they they're well, right there. They certainly share our largest border. No. I like Canada. I love Canada. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to Canada. I've oh, my dream hey? vacation is to take a cross country train trip across Canada. Nothing I like more than moose and trains. Moose and train. <laughs> and speaking of trains. We saw. Bullet train. Bullet train. We already said that. So yeah, that's not a reveal anymore. It's not a reveal. You knew. You knew we saw it. You knew. But did you know we were going to talk about it? Yeah. We you read not. the title of the episode. It's possible that we won't. No, we got a good half hour, I think. Okay, sure. We can talk for 40 minutes about right, the bullet train. Let's start at the very beginning. Did you enjoy the movie? Um, I did. I did too. Yeah, I did. This is like the inverse of a, It's like the reverse Morbius. Yeah. Oh, do you want to reconsider Morbius real fast? I don't think I mean... Has something happened? Um, Are they going to re-release Morbius? I don't know. Oh, something did happen in, in, in the bullet train theater. There was a guy behind us. There was a group of people behind us. And I, I don't know. You know, I don't want to make any assumptions about their, you know, mental facilities Do or whatever. Um, but there was somebody. Was he like super smart? Uh, well, there was somebody who was yelling a lot. Oh. Like they were speaking uh, Japanese and, and this guy yelled, is that Japanese? And then they spoke Spanish and he yelled, is that Spanish? Um, and there was a scene with a sleeping powder and he yelled, is that drugs? Uh, is that salt? No, it's sugar. Um, was he, was he, <laughs> did you look back and see if he was taking notes? No. <laughs> was he writing a book about the experience? No. Say I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So like I, I think it was upsetting some Man. people in the theater, but I I really liked it. Yeah. I'm like let let him go. When I saw yeah. the, the second Lord of the Rings movie in theaters, mm -hmm. there's a moment where a big spider. Yeah. 
um, <laughs> creeps out of like just sort of recedes yeah. into dark, or maybe creeps out of darkness. You can see that it's a big spider. Yeah, and I'm you know I was probably 21 years old at the time, mm-hmm. whenever that movie came out, 2000, and this big spider shows up on screen. Just for a second, just to like it was just to set the stage that there is a threat, and I shouted, "What was that?" <laughs> and my friends all started laughing. Oh wait, no, I did oh, one of those. It was so funny. To I me. did one of those before Bullet Train. I mean, it was not very loud, but they're showing this. I know you go to AMC's, and then in my neighborhood we've got a Regal. Yeah. So we <clears> go to the Regal, okay. and they've got this new ad spot that plays before movies in in the Regal, and I'm actually going to try to find it so I can play it here because it is maybe the worst thing I've ever oh, seen no. in my life. It's basically like people walking. And you just talked about that conspiracy movie. Yeah, this is worse. This if is... I had to pick between the two, I'd pick the conspiracy movie over this, you prefer this 9/11 one minute. To this... I'd rather watch 9-11 footage than this one minute uh, okay. well, regal spot. Maybe quite don't honestly. put it on the podcast. I'm doing it. It's all happening. This thing is nicer than my apartment. <laughs> Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. So I got that going for me, which is nice. Mr. Musk. That's gonna leave a mark. She's beauty and she's grace. Hey, you guys! It's not a man purse, it's called a satchel. You can't sit with us. So you're telling me there's a chance. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. As F. You said I'm the wrong of lies. This is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Um, <laughs> but anyhow, so it's people arriving at the movie theater and it's all different people and they're all going to the same movie and they only talk in movie quotes. And it is, hor- it's horrible. We're going to need a bigger boat. Yes, I think someone says that. Someone's like, you can't sit with us. Like, it, it's so bad. And this place, and at the end of it, I'm like, where's Rachel? I, I said in a, in a regular voice to Matt, I hate movies now. <laughs> and the guy behind me, who was a different group, different group. Okay. No, a different group of people. There was, we were in the middle, so there was a bunch of people behind us. Started laughing so fucking hard. It made me feel, I was so validated. I'm like, that's all I need for the rest of my life. I made that guy laugh so hard because this I said be I hate some movies kind now. Of hot tub time machine. Th- that was that's the tone of the trailer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I do like that movie though. Yeah. Hot tub time machine is fun. Someone like holds up a thing of popcorn. It's like say hello to my little friend. It's like what the fuck? Who who came up with this? I hate movies now. I hate to tell you this. Yeah. Not, I, I I wrote that. Ad. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, no one wrote it. They just like cherry picked already written lines. I was lines. paid very handsomely. Mm-hmm. I did, by the way, draft a yeah. an image for my Alfred's very good coffee. Yeah. Oh, good. But I but it's I scribbled it. No. It does, no, I don't mean I destroyed it. I mean oh, it just okay. doesn't look any. I kind of did it quickly. Yeah. I promised. <laughs> I promised my wife I would do it. That's good. Yeah. And then I uh, I just sort of let the timer run out. Yeah. And then I had to quickly do it in haste. But I did have the idea, and I still have the idea in my head. Yeah. But I'm a, you know, I'm a very poor artist, mm-hmm. so I have a very difficult time bringing the visions in my head to, to life. But you succeeded with this Regal trailer, it seems. Well, I mean, the objective was to make you sick. <laughs> the objective was 
supposed to make you on the verge of vomit. I wanted to see if I could cause you pain, physical you, and psychological you did, pain. You did a really good job. Mission accomplished. I mean, That's from that movie. I really think, wait, oh, God damn it. I really think that they're... Ah, uh, Houston, we have a problem. And it's, and it's your, Madeline's response to my trailer. <laughs> I think they're just so desperate to achieve the Nicole Kidman AMC trailer virality. I don't. Um, I'm, it, people are obsessed with I'm that Nicole Kidman. I'm increasingly of the opinion that the the people that run companies have no idea what they do. They don't. They have no idea what their companies do. No. They don't know what people actually like and what people are laughing at. No, they don't. They don't know that one has value and one doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people are laughing at the Nicole Kidman thing because it's weird. It's very weird. It's really weird. She speaks. Both, what's like the word? Uh, dietetically and yeah. non-dietetically? Yeah. Diegetic? Dietetic? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes she's talking with her mouth open and sometimes her mouth is closed when she's talking. Sometimes her... <laughs> <laughs> right. Sometimes her mouth is closed when she's talking, <laughs> but sometimes she talks with her mouth open. And everything she's saying is weird. But it's all, yeah. And, and because here your emotions matter. I mean, it's she... like, well, what about my emotions in my therapy session? What about how I felt at my mother's funeral? Yeah, man. Nicole, well, slow down. It didn't matter. I, and like she walks all the way to the back of the theater and then she's sitting in the front. It's a really weird yeah, my ad. Wife, my wife loves one shot in that where she has a little gremlin face. I like that too. And I mean, she's, she's yeah. it's like a mid shot. I love Nicole Kidman. Shot. She's so weird. Yeah, she's the, fine. They had this whole, there was some, some YouTube series where they were like talents of celebrities. And then Nicole Kidman's was, I eat bugs. <laughs> I'm like, that rules. What it's a, so cool. What a talented woman. I know. A talented Mrs. Kidman. Yeah, and then it's just a video of her eating bugs with chopsticks. I'm like, I love her. I'm Nicole Kidman, and I am going to eat a four-course meal of bugs. I am here to reveal my hidden talent, eating micro-livestock. Cornworms. They're still alive. Mm. Extraordinary. She's married to a, a country singer, right? Uh, Garth Brooks. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't the think the only she's... one I could think of is it Keith Urban? I think it is. Yeah, yeah there we go. I think it's yeah, Keith yeah, Urban. Yeah. Carl Urban. Carl Urban. I fucking love Carl Urban. Yeah, the boys. Is the boysman. Yeah, but uh, no, Dreadman. He's fine. Okay, I saw Dreadman anyhow, theaters in 3D. I did too. I love that movie. It's pretty good. It's an Alex Garland film that he, I, he didn't get credited for. Oh, he wrote it? He didn't direct it, He did, did he? write it, and I think he ghost-directed it. Well, there, yeah. There's rumors. There's rumors. That could be totally incorrect, and I might be offending the director of, of Dread, but the rumor is that um, he ghost-directed it, but because of union rules, someone else got credit. Oh, sort of yeah. a complicated directorial movie, I would it's think. It's a great movie. I mean, it's The Raid, just done in a superhero universe. And I think it was released a little before The Raid. No, it was not. Well, I don't care. About it, I mean, that. it may have been in America, but the raid was had blown up okay. already. Yeah, 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 I do know that they're basically the same, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so back to the bullet train. The bullet train, which so, is basically uh, yeah, the raid on a bullet train. It, it is. So it's a bunch of uh, of hitmen for the most part. I think they're all kind of yeah, assassins. Can, can I say something before we get into it? Yeah, go it's, ahead. It's go a movie ahead. that I really like. It's a structure that I enjoy. Where a, yeah. um it's like a puzzle that all the players are starting to realize they've been summoned to participate in. Yeah. And some of them don't quite put it together. But No, you know. no, no. Some of them die before they can put it together. Yeah. It, <laughs> you know what? Uh, we're also we're going to blow up Bullet Train. You should go see it if yeah, you want I w- to see I would, it. I would recommend it. It's, yeah. not a, it's not an IP that exists. It's not, a, it's no. not like a... It kind of acts like a. It's a. It's a. It's based on a book, a Japanese book um, from 2010. But um, 
but it is a original release. Yeah, unlike like, most movies. I like it very much. Yeah. And Brad Pitt has real charm. He's he does. Fun. He's good in it. Everybody's good in this. He's actually. good in it. He looks good, and and he. Uh, I, I, there were points where I'm like, how old is he? Because yeah. he moves. Did we talk about his age on this podcast? Um, because I was shocked by how old. I, I isn't actually he like 50? He's 58. He, oh my God, he's almost 60? Yeah, he's two years younger than, than Tom Cruise. Yeah, like you know he has a double so. for a lot of that, but he doesn't have a double for, for some stuff that I was impressed by. Yeah. Unless they CGI'd his face on so good, yeah. I believe he actually was doing... Um, some of that action. Yeah, and he's he's really yeah. held himself together very well. Yeah, which, and he's not like a, it's not like a super actiony role. Actually, he doesn't he doesn't do a ton of. Oh uh, no, he he actually has some of the best. He's got some good fight scenes. The best choreographed physical fighting scenes. Yeah, I, I agree with you about yeah, that. Yeah, he doesn't do a lot of gun work, but he he does a he, lot of. I don't know if he does any gun work of um, hand to hand combat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting movie, and mm-hmm. I, I saw some little video with David Leach, the director, talking about how setting a or directing a movie that's sort of trapped inside a train yeah. is fun because it it gives the action the added sort of restraint of yeah. physical space being very limited. Yeah, it's like um, all right. So what do we want to call it? Snowpiercer meets John Wick meets. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's a funny movie. It's like Clue also meets Clue. Actually, yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. I was like, well, how do I get the mystery element in here? Um, I, I really liked it. It it has some really stupid humor. Like a lot of the jokes didn't land for me. Yeah. Um, mostly the jokes that were coming out of Brad Pitt's character's mouth didn't totally land for me. Yeah. Um, but um I'm able to kind of like put that aside. I love the action, I loved how it looked, I loved the complexity of the story and all the different characters and the ensemble cast is unbelievable. Um to the point at which like there's a a Russian mobster who's kind of like at the top of like the chain. The big bad. He's the big bad, and they don't show his face un, until very late in the film. And every time he comes up, I'm grabbing Matt's arm and I'm going, I can't wait to see who he is. Yeah. And then it was it was great. It worked. It, out. The payoff was worth. They got it. the right guy. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, go see the movie. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, I cause, do. Because, well, sure. We're going to. We're spoiling it now. Um, because it was Michael Shannon. Yeah. And I screamed. I was so excited. Yeah, I'm like, just... is that Michael Shannon? Matt's like, yeah. And I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure it's Michael Shannon? Oh, my God, it's Michael Shannon. And honestly, I fucking love Michael Shannon. At the risk of sounding like a dum-dum. Yeah. His, uh, he's talking to a handler the whole, for, I'd say, 60% of the movie. He's yeah. got a handler in his I ear. had no idea it was Sandra Bullock. I had no idea. It, and she shows up at the end yeah. and they drive off together. According to what I read, it was supposed to be Lady Gaga. Oh, really? Yeah, and she had to drop for conflicts, and then Sandra Bullock took the role on, and, and she looked good. Her hair was short. She was adorable. Yeah, I thought she was great. Yeah, I, I liked mm-hmm. I liked seeing them reunited because they've been in, in so many movies in the past together. The Ocean's films is really what I'm thinking of. But Is she um, in any of those movies? Yeah. I know oh, my that, God. I know that Julia Roberts is. No, no, no. She's in Ocean's, Ocean's she's 8. She's in the one without Brad She's in the one without Brad Pitt. Shit. The, we, yeah, mumbles, right. Sandra Bullock mumbles You're badly. Right. was my I, review of I that ate, I ate shit there. I was wrong. Yeah. It was Julia Roberts. And, um, uh, and also Michael Douglas's wife. Why can't I think of her name right Catherine now? Zeta-Jones. Catherine Zeta-Jones. She's in the she's, second one? Yeah, she's Brad Pitt's yeah. sort of counterpoint yeah. in the second movie. Either way, I liked seeing Brad Pitt and Sandra Bullock together. It was I agree. fun. I do feel like they've been in a movie together. They I, have. I can't think they've of what it is. They've been in so many movies. They have to have been in one together. Someone yeah. uh, email Madeline and her attorney at gmail.com. Let us know what movie Brad Pitt and Sandra Bullock have been in together instead of me doing the IMDb work. Yeah. With that, we don't want that. No, we're not going to do that. Um, and their careers are basically parallel to each other. They both come. Yeah. They both came up in the mid '80s, late '80s. Yeah, they've both been effectively unstoppable the entire time. <laughs> That's very accurate. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. They must have worked together at some point. Yeah. But but other than the two of those, those names. But Brad Pitt, you know what movie this also kind of reminds me of a little bit? What? Is the, the Mexican. I never saw the By Mexican. By my main man, Gore Verbinski. talked about the Mexican on this podcast because you talk about Gore Verbinski a lot. I love it. And that's another I've one never seen it. Yeah. He's, he's, he's in that one with Julia Roberts again. Mm-hmm. So they have worked together a lot. Uh, you should see The Mexican. I love that movie. I'll watch that. You want to do a podcast on that? I guess we could. I mean, let's I don't know it. if there's a time. I mean, we keep doing new shit. So, like, let's do old shit. Yeah. Let's do The Mexican. People have had every opportunity to see. Yeah. I, I lo- I'd watch The Mexican again anytime. I mm-hmm. think that movie's a, a ball. All right. So, Brad Pitt's the lead. He is Ladybug, um, who is a professional assassin who believes he has incredibly bad luck. Mm hmm. Um, and he's been sent on the simplest mission. <laughs> he is filling in for another guy who happened to get sick, and it's just like a grab and drop or something, right? Yeah, it, it drop a, and grab. Pick up a pick suitcase up and, and step off the yeah, train. Yeah, like basically get on this bullet train going um, through Japan, I think from, from Tokyo to Kyoto. Kyoto, and grab a suitcase, get off the train, and you're, 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 you're done. You've won. Um, and of course, it is far more complicated than it is than it sounds. Um, there are two more hitmen on the train who have been hired to uh, get back the Russian mobster's son who was kidnapped by a, another gang, and that is Aaron Taylor Johnson, um, who I knew from Kick-Ass before. You said he was in Marvel stuff. He's been in a few things. Yeah. Well, he's uh, only in one movie, the Ultron movie. Damn, he aged well. He looks hot. Yeah. He he's He's... Very attractive, yeah, and good at fighting and funny. Yeah, and it's he's a fun character because he sort of is really really well put together at the beginning of the yeah. movie, and as he each sequence leaves him a little more uh, bedraggled looking. Yeah, and he was playing opposite, who is easily my favorite character of the movie, um, Brian Tyree Henry, um, mostly famous from Atlanta, from Atlanta, who yeah. plays Paperboy. Which I love Atlanta. Yeah. I need to catch up on the, the current season. Um, it's an, the third season's interesting. Yeah. It's, uh, it's but, more like an anthology. But the two of them are, are they, they play characters who have gotten the code names. Everyone has code names. Mm-hmm. No one has a real name in this movie. So Brad Pitt's Ladybug. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson is Tangerine. Brian, um, Brian Henry is, is Lemon. Brian Tyree Henry, right? Am I getting, I'm getting yeah. his name right? Okay. That's Hen, is, is Lemon. So Tangerine and Lemon, they're the twins is what they're known as in the industry. Um, and then in addition to that, the movie starts, you're introduced to, um, so it's set in Japan. It's based on a Japanese book. Um, it has come under a little bit of criticism for whitewashing the characters, but even the author of the book was like, you know, they made it for an international audience and they, they kept it in Japan and they cast Japanese actors in many of the roles. They just made the leads, you know, international superstars. Which, yeah, okay, you know, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like if the author it. of the book is okay with it, then yeah, I probably saw it because Brad Pitt was yeah. in it. Not to sound like a dork. No, I, I mean, I think a lot of people will and yeah. did, and and I think that's that's fair. It was if made Keanu in a Hollywood Reeves, studio system. If Keanu you know. Reeves is in the same role, that would have been fun, and then you would have had the Sandra Bullock connection. Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun, actually. Too bad. But then we've got. Um, the actor is Andrew Koji. He's a Japanese-American actor. He is the father of a kid who was pushed off the roof of a building. And he's getting on the train because he, he knows that the individual who pushed his, his son off the roof of a building is on this train and he wants to murder them. Um, and it turns out that individual is Joey King. 
Yeah, that's an actress I don't know anything about. This, as far as I know, this is the first thing I've seen her in. But I, Oh, I know Joey King because Joey King... I talked about it and a friend of mine knew who she was. ...was in White House Down. Oh, you love that I movie. I love White House Down. <laughs> but yeah, then um, as the train continues to go, like other people are getting on the train at a point, Bad Bunny who is a another hitman named the wolf who is from this like this Mexican cartel group yeah. um who's he he was getting married to the love of his life and somebody poisoned everybody and he happened to not drink the poison because somebody dropped a glass of wine on him and he was trying to clean it off and oh my god I was so excited when bad bunny showed up mm-hmm. and bad bunny was so good and he was so excited I love bad bunny I feel like he's living his best life I think probably like he's an international superstar musically. Um, he does wrestling and a Spanish speaker. Right? He loved wrestling so much that the WWE let him be on WrestleMania as a wrestler, not as a performer, like a singer. Um, so he's he's wrestled a few times, and now he's getting to act in movies, which like he said that he always dreamed of. I actually grabbed a quote from him. So he trained for like three weeks just for the fight scenes that he's in. He barely speaks in the movie. Mm-hmm. He, he's mostly doing like physicality, which um, which the director, his name is David. Leach. David Leach said that he was like really good because he does choreography because he's like yeah, a he's pop a, star. He's a dancer. So he was really good at fighting. And he said that even though he fought a ton, the quote is, nobody was damaged. Maybe it was all adrenaline, but I wouldn't have cared if I had been hurt by Brad Pitt. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. Like he's starstruck. Yeah. Well, the other guy that we were talking, Aaron, what's his name? The uh, the Aaron the, Taylor Johnson. Yeah. The he's the kick ass. Yeah. Uh, tan- tangerine. We tangerine, can call him sure. by his character. He yeah. actually did get himself hurt fighting in a oh, fight did with he Brad really? Pitt. Yeah. Because again, narrow confined space. He, mm-hmm. he he went down and came up bleeding. And they have probably the <clears throat> physically best fight scene, which yeah. is the one where. Um, where uh, the girl from the boys? Um, oh, is she the yeah the, Kimiko, the, the hostess? There? Yeah, she's the hostess. It's Kimiko. I didn't catch. I didn't yeah. track that. He That's gets funny. a water bottle from her and throws it at his head. Yeah, That's in the trailer. The ticket taker was the hero yeah. from uh, the TV series Heroes. Oh, he was. Yeah. I knew I recognized him. Yeah, yeah it's a great cast. Everybody, like, even it. the non-named people who like have two lines are great. Yeah, there's another yeah. cameo. What's her name shows up? Um, uh, Zazie Beats. Also from Atlanta. Though. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. And she's also a hitman. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of hitmen. Who's deranged. She's really funny. I wish she was on the, the show, lo- the, the movie longer. Yeah. Like, I wish she had a little bit more. She's a lot of screen time. She's just not. She's a hit, she's hidden. She's in a costume. Yeah. Um, But it's probably not her in the costume. But anyhow, yeah, yeah. It's It's really fun. It's really fun. Yeah. I liked it from start to finish. I mm-hmm. thought the ending was a lot of fun. I mean, I'll say this. The actual ending does involve a train collision that would probably be an international tragedy. It, yes. It, but the, the scale of the conclusion so, of this movie it's is... It's so light and dumb by that point yeah. that like you're not really upset about it. Oh, yeah. No, they play yeah. it for laughs. Yeah. But it, I'm watching these trains like just leave the track and drive, you know, plow straight yeah. through buildings. I'm mm-hmm. like, this would be a... <laughs> this would be one of the great disasters. Of like... The world of the 21st yeah. century, yeah, not, yeah of not all time, <laughs> but uh, but it was really good, yeah. I, I thought they, I, I thought, thought they, the hand to hand combat was just fucking phenomenal. I thought that was good, I thought yeah. the tone was consistent throughout. I, I love so, like, when I was, I was thinking about the movie and I was thinking about, um, like what you were saying, where a whole lot of people wind up in the same place for because of actions that have been taken, and some are able to connect the dots, some are not, but like, 
it is kind of an element of randomness. Yeah. Um, which if you want to go into the causality conversation, um, that like I think I think we had more on the podcast pre-break that we talked a lot about causality when we did like an episode on knowing. It's yeah, it's yeah. Or well, knowing is fatalism, really, <clears throat> I guess. Yeah, fatalism. yeah, but this this is more causality stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well both 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 Brad Pitt and Brian Tyree Henry at different yeah. parts of the movie stay, I think out loud the same thing. There's something going on on this train. Yeah. Some, something is going on here because there's way too many of us yeah. all in the same place. Yeah. And, we're all, and we all seem to have been hired mm-hmm. to bring that, to get that briefcase. Some of them have been hired and some of them are there because they are uh, pursuing something. Yeah. So like the wolf, who, Bad Bunny's character shows right. up. Because and the father of the of the child that was pushed. Yeah, who that guy is a is a fantastic actor. He's been in a lot of shit. Who was the actor that played his dad? Um, his name is he's he's a Japanese actor who's worked in American film quite a bit. Um, Hiroyuki Sanada. Yeah. Like he was in the name I don't know, but I recognize him. I, he I, was in Sunshine. He's been in a bunch yeah. of Marvel stuff. Um. God, he was on Westworld. Was he the captain in Sunshine? Uh, either him or I think he may have been. I know Benedict Wong was was like the scientist. I forget. Yeah, I should. I don't. Want yeah, to he was great. I loved the old man at the end too. I yeah. li- I liked the story that he told. I laughed out loud. It's like I'd like to tell you a story. Yeah, and that's no. d- dipping into the causality <laughs> stuff too. Yeah, where it's it's like all these things it's happened and they all led us to this moment. Not a long story. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he just keeps pushing and Brad keeps saying no. It's no, funny because no some of the humor really worked for me. Yeah. And some of the humor I fucking hated. Oh. There was a couple jokes right at the end of the movie that like actually put me in a sour mood when I walked out. Really? Yeah. Which one? There was a mental illness joke that I thought was uncalled for. Um, that just like you shouldn't be naming, you know, illnesses that people have for a laugh. Um, and like diagnosing other characters. And mm-hmm. uh and then there was also a poop joke at the very end that I could have done without. I don't remember. You don't remember either. And both of them like actually like soured me. Oh, like I, I walked out being like, that was fine. And then like I thought about it. And I'm like, no, I had a fucking great time until the last minute. Oh, oh, I know. He's he's got to he's just got to find a bathroom, basically, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, oh, my poop's coming out, or like yeah. something like that. <laughs> and like you didn't have to do that. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny because like. David Leach. Yeah, no, that that just that's yeah. just a funny little like fuck you to <laughs> as the credits start to roll. Yeah, it's like a fuck you to me, honestly, yeah. is what it felt like. Um, so David Leach was a stuntman. Right. He was Brad Pitt's stuntman for many years. Yeah, and then he helped. Didn't he? What didn't he become the stunt coordinator on uh, the John Wicks? He's a co-director of John Wick, but yeah, that is the reason that uh. he they it was him and. And Chad Stileski or something, I probably got his name wrong, whatever. Him and they they directed John Wick together and they both came from the stunt world, I believe. Okay. Um, stunt or like special effects. Like basically they were they were like action guys. And their first film was John Wick. And he's done really well as a director producer since then. Um he did Deadpool 2, which I have a um an affinity for. Uh, I know that people don't don't like the Deadpool movies because they're incredibly stupid, but but I I I find them kind of fun. Yeah, they're fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so like Zazie Beetz is in Deadpool too, and you know David Leach was Brad Pitt's stuntman. So I think he's getting together a lot of people that he's worked with in the past. But in addition to that, the movie was actually developed with Antoine 
Antoine Fuqua. Can you can you say his name for me? Because I think you actually I think did you I actually got get it right an, that time? Antoine Fuqua. Yeah. yeah. Um, who is a fantastic action director? Uh, who did the 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 Gerard Butler films? I love the Olympus Has Fallen. I see movies. Um, is kind of like what I know him from. But yeah, this this movie seems to be just like a big studio, a bunch of like action stars coming together, and a bunch of like just great, um, you know, actors. Yeah, and everybody working together to make a movie during the pandemic. It, it was seemed- shot. It was shot during the pandemic. Um, setting it in Japan for international appeal. And it's just a blast. I had such a ball watching it. And it's just really fun. I'll cert- I mean, if in the yeah. old days, this would be a perfect like cable movie. Yeah. Because you could. I think I could watch any ten minutes of it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, that's exactly. Yeah, if it was on USA and I was channel surfing, I would, I'd leave it on. I'd leave it on, and then yeah. if it came to a commercial, I might move on. But it's 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 extremely digestible. Yeah. It goes down so it's smooth. Just really frenetically super polished. Made, very polished. A lot of like kind of flashbacks showing you interstitial stuff yeah. yeah like like in fast forward things that happened before like there's a scene where tangerine and lemon are arguing about how many people they killed while on a job to save this kid yeah. and then you watch the job almost like in in flashes with them counting out how many they people people they killed while they're on the job so you know that you're seeing them counting in present time but you're watching footage from the past and it's just really fun it was fun and flashy honestly those two guys almost steal the whole thing yeah they really watching do. their job fall yeah. apart yeah as they struggle to kind of maintain the illusion mm-hmm. that they got everything under control like because they've been hired by this guy is terrifying yeah the uh white death although that's another name from history that somebody else owns but uh <laughs> is it yeah I, I don't know no so. there's this uh Swedish sniper back in World War II. Really? Yeah, Simo Aha. Uh huh. He he uh, he lurked, he basically lurked in the snow in the forest. Oh wow! And he took out Nazi after Nazi. They oh, ulti- this guy sounds cool. Yeah. Well, I don't know anything about him except that yeah. he was exceptionally talented they at ultimate, killing Nazis. Yeah, they ultimately like fire, firebomb the whole forest to try yeah. to get him, and they <laughs> and they didn't. They, they, somebody, I think somebody shot his jaw off. Yeah. Because you know, counter sniping is a, is a whole thing. Mm-hmm. But is I, this one of those like legends where like you don't actually know if it was one person? I'm, well, I don't or know. Is he's this one where with, they're he's like, credited with like okay. uh, more than a hundred like that like, rules? Yeah, I want to go read about him. The White Death. Yeah, but yeah, Michael Shannon's Russian mobster who kind of took over, like, is basically coming into other countries and taking over their territories and took out this like Yakuza gang. Um, is the White Death. He is believed to have killed over 500 men during the Winter War. Yeah. yeah. There's also a snake. Oh, wait, against the Soviets. Hmm, yeah, I loved the stuff with the snake. The snake was so fun. It's the, so the funny. Bang, uh, yeah. had a funny name. I don't know if it's a real snake or not. I don't know I either. thought that was yeah. such a fun little it was, twist. It was like, I liked all the titles. Mm. I think it's really fun. I used to be like, whenever I used to see this, when I was more of a like cinema purist, I'd be like, this is stupid, I hate it. But now I really like it when people pay, play with text in movies. Yeah. So the subtitles, anytime there were subtitles used because it is a, a multi-language film, um, were done in this sort of like faded 3D looking text. Not like 3D looking, but it looked like yellow and red, like the film was bleeding. Yeah. Like the print was like old. And I thought that was really neat. And really? everybody got a title when they came on screen. Like a water bottle gets a title. The snake gets a title. Anytime an item that has gone through some you know, a plot 
that is going to in influence the story in some way. Yeah. Just very intertwined in a way that's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I talked with my hands so much just there. I think it's Snake, water bottle, like intertwined. I just imagine my me doing like belly dancing arms. It actually is. I was going yeah. to say they were belly. It's like you were belly dancing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect ex explanation for all the viewers, or rather listeners, who can't see it. <laughs> the, the, the blind viewers but is it was, what we yeah. like to call our listeners. From, from, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call you. That's You fair. at home. Yep. You in your car. <laughs> you in your car. <laughs> in your car, doing your laundry. In the tub. Should I keep going? Yeah, I think, <laughs> I, I think you probably missed some. But okay, so I was thinking, I was thinking about that On stuff specifically, yeah. and then I had this scene in my head, um, and I realized it was from the movie John Dies at the End. I've not seen that. So, I John Dies at the End was my favorite book for a very long time. You know, it might still be. I don't know. I don't read anymore. I don't know how to read. I lost that ability. Yeah, um, and. Uh, there's a film adaptation from 2012 that was made by Don Coscarelli who did like Phantasm and Bubba Hotep. He's a great guy. And the movie is fine. It just doesn't have the budget that I think that story calls for. But there was one scene that they like nailed. So in John Dies at the End, the whole premise is there's this drug they take that they call soy sauce just because it's, it's like black and dark and liquid. And when you take the drug... If your brain is able to handle it, it allows you to kind of mess with the fibers of the universe, I think is the best way to put it. And so one of the first times he takes it, he like kind of goes on a trip and winds up somewhere else slightly in the past. And he's in a bullet factory and he says, hey, and the guy working the like bullet factory line like turns and looks at him and is like, what? And and then like he comes out of the trip, right? Because he can't fully control what's happening. And a few minutes later, guy comes in with a gun and is about to shoot him in the head. And it flashes back to the guy with the bullet looking, seeing nothing. And then you see him put the bullet down and the machine goes wrong and a fly lands on it. And instead of filling it with bullet powder gunpowder it just gets the fly in the bullet and then you watch the life of that bullet as it like gets you know goes through the assembly line gets packed and you know winds up in the cop's hand and the cop loads his gun and then he shoots the gun and the bullet is a dud and it bounces off of of the main character david um it's just like a really fun sequence and i and i think that move the that bullet train is doing that a lot yeah. Where it's kind of giving you the past of an item or a person in, in fast motion so you can see how something led well, to yeah. where they are now and what is happening now and why it's happening the way it's happening. It, yeah, it's telling Causality you, shit. Yeah, it's telling you. This is like a clockwork yeah. machine. That's, yeah. Somebody started the machine and all the parts have been driving toward this sort of inevitable conclusion. Yeah. And and I, I my brain loves that shit. And they talk at the end of fate, right? Yeah. Your fate is, has led you to this. Mm -hmm. That's a shitty deal. <laughs> I like the movie. I just liked it very much. It put me in a good mood. Yeah, me too. And it wasn't too, you know, it wasn't too gr grim or yeah. gruesome. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not a, 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 a unwilling to endure a little violence or, or gore, but, mm -hmm. you know, actually one of my criticisms of the John Wick series is that they, uh, the body count is just outrageously Boo. high. 
John Wick's perfect. I, I, I mean, we were talking about this before we started recording, how like my tolerance for like excessive gore and violence is so much higher than yours it's to the a, point in which I seek it out. Yeah it's, yeah, it's not that it's it's even very gory. It's just the idea that there's well, like a, a, an unending stream of men that he shoots in the face. That sounds like, great. It just seems like a video game. I hate men. Where this perfect. where this movie has a very small set of characters. It's and they're like, all on a train. It's all pieces on oh, a board. The you know? commuter. That's the other movie that it's like. Have you seen the, the commuter? I don't know that one. Is oh that my on god. A plane? Um, no, that's nonstop. It is Liam Neeson. Okay. It's Liam Neeson on a train. Oh, that's so it. the plane one is nonstop. The train one is the commuter. Okay. I saw the commuter twice in theaters. The commuter rips. Yeah. Uh huh. And so it's him. He got fired from his job and he's upset. And he gets on the Metro North to go home on his regular commute. And it turns out there's a crime happening. And Liam Neeson just happens to be like, he was, I think he was a cop or something. I don't know. He's just like a trained. He's got a particular set of skills. He's got a particular set of skills. Yeah, you got, you got it. And so it's him going through the train, trying to stop whatever crime from happening, even though he's totally uninvolved. He, or like he becomes involved accidentally or someone hands him a phone and they're like, you must do the crime. Um, but it, the commuter <laughs> rules and bullet train like and the commuter go go well together well another movie that's yeah. set on a train that's great is trans-siberian <clears throat> i think trains God, are that's that's brad that's the guy who made session nine well it's a good movie i saw it i saw it forever ago i don't remember it at all woody harrelson and yeah. uh, the english woman who, whose name i can never remember yeah am i thinking of the right movie trans-siberian yeah ben kingsley's in it yeah yeah that's it the trans-siberian line is like the single longest line contiguous rail line i think in the world mm -hmm. and so it's about a train enthusiast who's just brad it. anderson that's his name yeah okay yeah i saw it in theaters i don't remember it at all i would only describe it as similar in the sense that there's a, a small setting a finite number of characters and because mm -hmm. we're all on a train they're all here somewhere you yeah. know and so it's about running into the same people as context changes over the course of the movie yeah but Bullet Train is a, mm -hmm. a very light affair. And Trans yeah, the, the is commuter not. is probably the best thing to compare it to. If you like the commuter and you like um, fun action and and to laugh, you'll okay. probably like uh, you'll probably like Bullet Train. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't think the we commuter can pay John any Wick praise. and Clue. I, I I think that's actually a perfect mashup. Yeah, yeah. It's long. That's the other thing about it. But yeah, it flies. A, I, I was never bored. There's a little bit of that smoke and aces in it too. Because oh, it's about definitely. A series of... Yeah, actually, I thought about Cop Shop when we were watching it and how like yeah. Cop Shop wish it, wishes it was like this. Yeah, a little um, bit. Yeah, yeah. I think you're probably right about that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's super fun. It's 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 hyper realistic. Yeah. It's not you know it's not gonna it doesn't take itself or ask you to take it seriously. It's yeah. about watching. A, it almost feels like a comic book brought to life because everything is so brightly colored. Mm -hmm. Every character is so fiercely, sharply, you know, designed. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was so fun. It looked mm -hmm. like they just had an absolute blast making it. Yeah. And I had a, a total ball watching it. So the reviews have been not great for it, though. That's interesting. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's at. Well, let's do the the Rotten Tomatoes. Not well, that again, I think it's, it's only been out for three days now. Yeah. So we'll not see. that I think Rotten Tomatoes is a good way to judge the value of a movie, but it's a good way to judge the critical response to a movie. Okay. It's at fifty four percent on Rotten wow. Tomatoes. Wow, it's got a little green splat. Yep, a lot lower than I would have expected. That's very that, that yeah. actually makes me want to go read some of these negative reviews to understand why they would. Uh... Yeah, my uh, um a critic who I I know wrote something about it that I thought was was kind of dead on. Um, let me see if I can find that. Well, if you want to read negative reviews, please do. I'm I'm very interested to hear them as well. 
I have to enable ads for Rotten Tomatoes. Well, I found I found this <sighs> this uh, this before. So uh, a critic I like, um, a guy named Rob Hunter, he wrote, uh, "Hate to once again go against the grain with a correct take, but this is a fun time at the movies." Yeah. But and I think he nailed it because a lot of like it's getting a lot of negative reviews, and I don't understand why. Yeah, I saw something here was like yeah. self satisfied. I'm like, sure, I guess. Yeah. But you're allowed to like. The plot is a tagliatelle of insubstantiality. You should have read it before you started reading it out loud. I mean, I did, and then I just was like, "What? Ta- tagliatelle is a pasta, right?" Is it a pasta? That's Isn't like that a, a pasta? Is it a wavy? Is no, it- I think it's the little knot, the little knot bow tie pasta. I am incorrect here. Uh, tagliatelle is a long, flat uh, pasta, like a big, flat pasta that you could twist around, you know, like you could twist it into a Mobius strip, which I think is why that reviewer used that pasta. I don't care about that review. Of insubstantiality. Well, sure. That's fine. That's sort of what I just said. But it, why is that negative? I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> if something's pasta, it's good. Yeah, everybody, I mean, Brad Pitt's smiling the whole time. Oh, my God. The dialogue, alas, dwells far too much in the pop culture miasma that may be Quentin Tarantino's most regrettable gift to the culture. Jeez, no. Oh, that, that, that's somebody that's specifically bullshit. criticizing the Thomas the Tank Engine stuff. Yeah, which I really liked the Thomas the Tank Engine I got Engine a kick shit. out of it, yeah. I mean, Ta- Tarantino does stuff like that, but Tarantino is so into being edgy, and the Thomas stuff was just cute. I don't know if Tarantino's so into being edgy. Yes, anymore. he is. We're, we, we don't have, he was. We don't have to have that conversation now. We don't have to have that conversation now. Yeah, Tarantino I have a similar reaction to as I do Kevin Smith, but I think Tarantino's a better filmmaker. Um, High praise. Yeah. But yeah, people are calling it overblown. Well, again, they're calling, I, but you know, I don't want to read a whole bunch of negative press. That well, sounds I think stupid. these are people who don't want to have fun. I, yeah, like, I really do. Like, I think Rob's review is right. That like, you know, sorry, but this is actually fun, I mean, and you should just admit it's fun and stop being so. I, you know, I almost wonder if people were just haunted by by the not haunted or you know, but frustrated by the idea that it's really a movie about a lot of people getting killed, mm-hmm. about a little boy. Uh, being, you know, having a an accident, their life held in jeopardy. Yeah, I can understand somebody thinking this is a movie that, that where one of the driving premises or plot devices is that someone's going to kill a little kid. Yeah, and then thinking, and they and they want us to sort of like glibly enjoy the whole experience. I could see somebody being almost a little offended by that. I mean, I think but you're I'm, actually thinking more about why these people didn't like it yeah, than they did. Well, well, sure, but I, I could. I really do. I, I could understand somebody having a negative emotional response yeah. to it. But I think they, I think they've missed the point. Yeah. No. Honestly, everything I'm seeing is just like it's too long. It's like the same. It's the same way I feel about that review that didn't like uh, the rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Not for you. They didn't want to engage yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah. simple, no, absolutely. Just not for you. Yeah. Not everything is for everybody. Yeah. I I think and like you know bullet train. I probably should be more critical of it, but quite honestly, I had such a good time. I don't want to be. Yeah. You know yeah. one thing. It sounds like there's going to be bullets. And there's almost there's none fired. There's barely guns. Yeah. yeah. There, there's a, a few. God. I mean, one, like one a, of the gags is like a char- character dies. There was a point at which the only people who were left were like the white actors. And I was a little irritated. Hmm. And then it turned out that there was a whole bunch of fake outs. And it's yeah. like, oh, no, actually, most of the people at the end are, you know, it, it swaps who's dead. Yeah. It's really fun. It's yeah. a really good time. I love the yeah. ending. I love the old the yeah. old man, Kujira. I mean, if you <laughs> want to see a whole bunch of like, 
you know, flashbacks that follow single items or single events and it's got and more, build to, to conclusions that like look, it has more are just fun and then, you know, great, great martial arts um in a few scenes. Uh Brad Pitt it is moving like he's twenty years younger than he actually is. It does and owe, just being suave. It does owe to Tarantino, though. Absolutely, I can see yeah. that. In fact, I can see a direct, sort of a direct point of comparison in Kill Bill. Also, yeah, yeah. And so, I, if you don't like that, then you mm-hmm. might not like this. Kill Bill is a pretty good point of comparison. Highly super stylized. I think that's fair. Bright yeah. lines, bright colors. Yeah. Chapters. But I actually think this is a little more candy. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like it's I, a little more like eating it, cotton candy it, than it is like watching a Tarantino And it's film. a breezy movie. I yeah. don't think it's very long. It's two hours and five minutes long. Yeah, so I mean a little longer than I expected, frankly. It, but but it, it flies. It flies by. I was never bored. Um, so it really is like a popcorn movie. Yeah, it's a movie, it. go with friends yeah. and yell a little. Oh, oh my God, I never even told you the best part about the guy yelling at the screen. Yeah. Oh my God. So there's a point at which. <laughs> it was Brad Pitt. <laughs> a char- it turned out it was Brad Pitt. No, there's a point at which a character is is killed yeah. and he's wearing a hoodie and they prop him up to make him look like he's alive still because they don't want people to know that he's dead because they're going to get in trouble if this guy's dead. And the guy who's been yelling, like, is that Spanish? Is that Japanese? Is that salt? The whole time yells, Michael Morbius. Yeah. And I lost it. That's perfect. Matt and I both like crumpled in our seats. Michael Morbius. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, oh my God. This was the beginning of our bullet train conversation. I'm so glad I remembered to come back oh, to it. Oh, so good. Yeah. Well, he does have a footprint. Oh Michael my God. Mor- Morbius. You, Morbius you, forever, dude. You can't escape him. He's you can't the, get rid of him. <laughs> this is the summer of Morbius. We're all infected with a vampirism that is Morbius. Yeah. It's killing us all. Yeah, slowly but surely. I have to drink more blood now. No. But yeah, Bullet Train's a blast. I love John Wick. I love action. I love hyper-stylized, overproduced movies. Me too. I love trains. I I love mysteries. I don't only love those things, but I do love them. I love, you know, my boyfriend. And I think I saw the... I love eggplant parmesan. I saw the trailer for... (laughs) (laughs) What did you see the trailer for? Is your boyfriend eggplant parmesan? (laughs) No, he's chicken parm hero. I love my boyfriend. <laughs> I love eggplant parmesan. <laughs> no, he's, he's more of a chicken parm hero. I saw the first yeah. little teaser trailer for Oppenheimer, a movie well, that I'm sure... You saw that before Nope. Yeah, I'm sure that no one is... A big, I, from the trailer, you can already tell no one can understand any of the dialogue. Nope, nope. He's already got the balance all, all freaked out. I love it. I mean, from the way they put the trailer, because we saw Nope in like... Dolby. Dolby Extreme At or most. whatever. Yeah. And so like we watched um, just like a DCP trailer reel that was slightly out of focus and out of sync and and like small on the screen. And then it cuts to the, the Dolby um, camera and everybody thought the movie was going to start. And then they showed the one minute Oppenheimer teaser. And then the movie started immediately after. And everyone was confused. It was strange. No it, one understood the what had happened. Yeah, the Oppenheimer trailer must have been yeah. tied to everything that was going to IMAX yeah, and these nope, Dolby screens. Nope starts kind of odd because it starts on a, to, a TV studio. Yeah. With a, um, it starts with the, with, the, with the audio track from yeah. the TV episode. So going directly from the Oppenheimer trailer into that, it, it confused yeah. everyone in the room. Our friend who was with us. Didn't understand that it thought, wasn't part of the movie. Thought or th- that, that. That the start of Nope wasn't another trailer. Well, Jordan Peele's production company is called Monkey's Paw. Yeah. And there, it's like a monkey's paw stirring a tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then the, op- the the opening of Nope is very chimpanzee oriented. Yeah. And so he, our friend really believed that that was all the production house. Uh, he thought it was still the opening like logo. Yeah, just like the production the, house's the spot for, yeah. for monkey paw. 
Yeah. It was confusing. Anyhow, I'll see Oppenheimer with you. Yeah, Oppenheimer. I mean, that'll be a heated episode because you know that we don't see eye to eye on Nolan. Yeah, but I do love the atomic bomb. I, I, there was a, a comic recently, I think called like the Manhattan Project, that deals with a lot of that stuff. Well, it's a history. It's historic. No, it's I know, not, I know. It's not a Nolan idea. No, I know, but I'm saying that there was a comic book on this subject matter that I really liked. So I'm more curious about Oppenheimer than I normally would be about a Nolan movie. Okay. Because I'm interested in the subject matter and how he takes on that subject matter, because you know I love him. It's it. I'm I'm just curious to see what he does there. Yeah, I also with am curious to see what he does. It, 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 off yeah. the top of my head, it's hard for me to imagine a way that he's going to frame it the way he frames everything else. Yeah, but we shall see. We shall see. Um, also, speaking of like things we love, I did watch another movie. Oh. called Glorious. Just to like throw right. this at the end of the show. That I don't know anything about. Uh, it it it's coming out on Shutter in the next few weeks. It is about a man who gets his car dies at a at a like um a rest stop off the highway mm-hmm. and then he you know spends the night there getting drunk and winds up locked in the bathroom and he's in a stall that has a glory hole and then a, a demon starts talking to him through the glory hole or a demigod or something okay um you watch the whole movie you watch i watched the... the whole movie okay but that's the premise is basically this guy is locked in a restroom with a glory hole that uh, something is talking to him through okay and uh like he has to sacrifice himself in some way. Like, it's like, you need to sacrifice yourself to save the world. And he's like, what? And he's like, if you don't, you'll never see your ex-girlfriend again. And I'm like, that's a shitty deal. (laughs) You're not going to convince me to do anything. Being like, you won't see your ex again. I'm like, tell me I'll never eat eggplant parm again. Okay. Yeah. And then maybe you have a shot. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. Would you recommend this glorious movie? Yeah, it's pretty fun. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll look for it. Although I don't subscribe to Shutter, so. Eh, I'll give you my login. Whatever. Don't tell them. Well. Yeah. <laughs> cat's out of the bag now. Cat's out of the bag now. A? A? <laughs> a Shutter? Is Shutter Canadian? Because uh, no. I, I would reserve no. the use of A they're, for Canadians. They're based out of America, about out of New York City, actually. I know a lot of the people who work there, so like. I, of all people, shouldn't be passing my log out around. Well, you haven't yet, so maybe we can stop you before you get yourself too right. far down that path. Randy, I'm changing my password. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. We did it. We did it. We ruined Randy's day. We ruined day. Randy. Fuck you, Randy. That A? was actually the secret point of the show. A? A? <laughs> anyway, I think this is our best episode yet. Um, it's, I think it's good. I think it's the best episode. I mean, it's incredible. We've done 16 of these. That can't be right. Is it? Is it only that many? I don't know. I thought that we established that we've done at least 200. I think we've done more than 200. Yeah. Easily. Are you saying 16 on the bullet train? Yeah, 16 episodes on bullet train alone. Yeah. Well, it's only been out for three days. I know. And it takes us, you know, 15 minutes to record an episode, so we've done 16 now. It feels like they take longer than 15 minutes Mm -mm, to record. No, I'm looking at the the counter. Um, We've only been recording for 15 minutes. Is it counting down or up? Shit, did I lose the whole podcast? Down. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I don't. I didn't. I don't, I don't think, joke. I don't think at this point in the God. podcast that misdirect is going to work. We went to a wedding recently. It was Matt's cousin. And like during the vows, which we couldn't hear any of because they didn't have the microphones pointed at their mouths. The microphone was like pointed what straight were they up. Pointing them? Oh, I thought you. It's like I, at I the ceiling, gen, at their genitals. genitals. It was yeah. pointed down at their crotch, <laughs> at their crotches. Um, yeah. And there were seagulls because it was outdoors on a dock, and the seagulls were just like screaming. They were like wah wah wah. So we can't hear a word that they're saying. 
And he did a bit that he dropped the wedding ring and it fell between the boards of the dock. The boardwalk, yeah. And because we oh, couldn't... Were you on a pier? We were on a pier, yeah. Oh, okay. And like because we couldn't hear anything, all we saw was him like pretend to drop something and then like, you know, like um, go, oh my God. And people ran up and started like trying to like reach down. And then he's like, I'm just kidding. And I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Just a good bit. Just a great, really, yeah. that bit did not land and it was during their vows. You know, yeah, the best time to do comedy is, is while you're about to get married. During a religious ceremony. <laughs> during a religious ceremony. That also doubles as a legal contract signing. <laughs> remember why i brought that up yeah. yeah abracadabra i thought i'd do a little magic while i was signing my, my life off <laughs> oh it was because bad bits that's what made me bring it up yeah, I, I did a bad bit i don't think anybody's gonna worry about your bit yeah my bit your bits are fine i mean speaking of my bits i have to pee so bad uh, do you well, want to end the podcast <laughs> yeah unless you have some new new insight into bullet train i don't i okay, don't well if i do i'll bring it up next week fine if you just call me <laughs> okay I'll, I'll text you have a good one all right good night bye no, that's not, I don't like that one. This one was like, it was like, if you're a train, I'm gonna ride the last train or something. Oh, that's a good one. You could have a steam train if you just lay down your tracks. Then you gotta roam me all night long. All you do is call me. You wanna use me, then you gotta use me till I'm gone. You could have a big dipper, big dipper, I'm not a big dipper. Day. I just feel behind. Big dipper, I'm not looking at the I'm gonna be Those trains. <laughs> you don't wanna love me. Ride the last train. <laughs> I'm taking the last I'm train. For the last train. Last train. Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer.